Hi folks, I'm Alan Water. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of June 2012. For newcomers, you should always make use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com because there's an awful lot of laws going through uh, at the moment in Canada and elsewhere which maybe will pull either whole chunks of websites off or the whole things off altogether depending on what the big boys at the top deem politically correct and not so correct after all because they're really going at it now with their censoring of internets and uh, they're training hosts to be PC basically and most of them will adapt very very quickly to keep in business because most of them actually that's what it is it's a business so as I say have yourself to the website as it's up there for free downloads of um, the talks I've given over the past there's over a thousand up there and hopefully you can piece the, the reality of the system you're born into together for yourselves and follow the book trail as well to do with uh, the big boys who helped their masters because even, even up at the Huxley level they had masters but they helped to plan this whole system and they wrote about it too uh, and their books, lots of them did write it in their books uh, where we're going how they're getting us there how they're training us to go along with massive changes and uh, right into the future many of these guys are dead now but we're actually living through the plans at this moment that they engineered for us all Remember, too, that you are the audience that bring me to you. I don't bring on guests as advertisers. I don't have shares in any products. I don't sell things except the books at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. If you want them to keep me going, you can buy them at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Uh, from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can still use personal checks, and you can use international postal money orders. You can use PayPal, and some people to send cash. And across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And hopefully I can just trickle by because that's all you can hope for today is to trickle by. The problem is everyone hopes to trickle by as well. And I even get letters from people uh, in university asking what career you take and choose and all the rest of it. And you can tell immediately from the, the, the tone of their letter if they'll succeed in being a good ruthless psychopath because obviously you'd have to point them off into the NGO-type groups and the greeny groups at the top, the ones who end up being leading the NGOs to the United Nations and to Rio summits and things like that. Great easy life, of course, lots of feasting across the planet, and you don't do much at all. And so uh, that's where the, those type go. The other types, of course, with a conscience, have got a hard time of it because it's coming down to those who will survive and those who will perish. And I really, really mean that because... The big boys are on a roll. That's what all the sustainability is about. What they're really telling you, there's too much of you. You know, you lot. You lot down there. 
and we're post-industrial, we're post-consumerist, and now you're into austerity and you're post-democracy. You're in authoritarian regimes. That's what it's all about. And the Club of Rome in their own uh, website will tell you that in their own books as well from the 1970s that democracy would never work. Too many competing factions all fighting over the same bits and pieces thrown down by the top. And uh, therefore authoritarianism would be the answer to it all. So welcome to terrorism forever. You see, that's what the whole terrorism movement is about, perpetual terrorism forever. And you can change. Remember, Carl Quigley said you can do more in five years of war, in any guise of war. It doesn't matter what kind of war it is. Terrorism is a type of war, even though it's really not even a, a noun. Technically speaking, it's a state of being. But uh, you can get a lot done in five years of it than 50 years of propaganda and indoctrination. And you can see all the changes all around you as you're forbidden to say certain things or even think certain things or even ask a question about any particular thing. It's verboten and they will come down with a heavy, heavy hand of Thor on top of you if you don't comply. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And you have to go through the histories. You must always go through the histories of the big agencies, societies, foundations that set themselves up in the late 1800s as fronts, really, tax-free, uh, released to launder their cash through, their tax money through, to, and to be exempt from governmental taxation. But the other part of it was deliberate too, that was to be so that philanthropists, big philanthropists, big, very, very rich people, especially the, the international bankers of the day, would have control over a political system and also to bring in a world society run by experts, experts, you see. Religion had to go out the window except one and the rest of them would be running on a sort of Darwinian, Darwinian principle of evolution and the fittest and all of that kind of stuff. That's where we are today. And they get academia on board. That was all done years ago. They also have armies, thousands of armies, literally, of non-governmental organizations, which are full-time employees, really. They're not little tin can rattlers. Uh, and uh, they have salaries, they have pension, pension retire schemes, they go across the planet to all these big meetings. Uh, the general public don't go to these big meetings on the roads because we can't afford it and we can't have the time to crisscross a, 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 across the globe and go to Rio and places like that and sit and um, applause all the speakers who demand that they start bringing down the population and uh, they demand that more experts run our lives for us. They demand to bring in a system where scientists will decide if you should breed or shouldn't breed uh, and how much you're consuming, all of that kind of stuff. That's been, been discussed right now at the Rio meeting and the G20 meeting as well, which are close enough to each other because many of the participants of one are flying back and forth to the other to talk as well. All countries are involved. And once again, is supranational, is above uh, the people you think that you've voted in. It's amazing how the G20 is a club and that nobody, no country was asked, do you mind if we at the top and across the whole planet form a club and start making rules for all of you? And, and people still pretend they've got constitutions and things like that to follow. Who's kidding who? 
Nobody was asked about this. And in reality, too, they're simply following a strategy set up a long time ago by the Royal Institute of International Affairs using the British Empire as the, as, as the template and the embryo that the whole world order would grow out of. I should really say London because London it runs it all. It's not the British people in, in any way, shape or form. And that was handed over to the U.S. at the end of World War I to become the global policeman. And the idea was to batter the world into shape, either financially by threatening them of total collapse if they wouldn't cooperate and they wouldn't trade with them. In fact, they wouldn't let you trade with anybody else, by the way, if you didn't join their free trade associations. And uh, Or else they do it by warfare. And that's what we're living through today for this big harmonious planet owned by bankers and very rich people and their front companies. They own most of the big international corporations that you hear of, you know, the same bankers. The same few bankers own uh, the, the majority shares in all these big transnational international corporations. And you wonder why they're all on board with the greening, etc. They don't get harmed by greening. They want the greening. It gives them more power. And, and the whole thing is a form of new government, as Quigley said, Professor Quigley, who was the historian for this group that set it up was to bring in a new feudal system, which is here where private corporations run the world. And it started off with public-private. People weren't too alarmed with that. But now it's complete. You have corporations that are going to own the, the complete fresh water supply of the entire planet. The same with the gas industry, natural gas, and everything else that you need. Remember, this goes back to Cecil Rhodes, at least in open history that we know of when he was sent into Africa by his associate, Lord Rothschild, who helped fund him. And they founded the Rhodes Foundation, which joined with the Milner Foundation, which were all bankers and their sons. And their idea was to take over all the natural resources of the world, including all the valuables too, their their golds, diamonds, everything. And they've been awfully successful at that as well. But it wasn't going to stop there. It was going to go into all foodstuffs until the planet was theirs, meaning the populations that would never suspect what was really going on would be left as slaves at the end. And then the scientists would rule them and eventually bring in a new type of, of human to serve the elite and kill off the old kind. Culling off, and I really mean this seriously, the big cull idea is taken very seriously at the top. They have no problems with that. They don't ask for volunteers. They've had meetings for over a 100 years on culling the population, especially at the bottom. And if you think that we're dropping dead with cancers because of some strange cosmic incident, it's nothing to do with that, of course. It's to do with injections, poisoned food, and, and lots of other things as well, which, is, which they know have been done to you. Who is going to volunteer? That's how you really, really run, just like any other total war scenario. In total war, the, pop- the populations are kept in the dark of all sides. And it's only the participants at the top that know the real strategies and the, the whys of things. Some wars even have, like, say, for instance, the, the, the games they played, the war games they played in the Cold War, they'd actually have whole scenarios on computer to do with how much can we afford to lose. And so they'd have, they'd have certain states written off. They had what they called... Uh, uh, faints. They had they had uh, dummy silos in certain areas, and hope you know millions of people in those states were, were to be wiped out as a kind of pawn to save the real ones elsewhere. Well, that's how total war is carried out, and it's the same thing when these boys at the top get together. They're talking about total real war. It's not a fantasy with them. 
It's not a fantasy. The big boys who own pretty well the food supply of the planet are all there. And all your big GMO engineering corporations are all there as well, along with their big chemical companies that are poisoning you all. They're all there. You gotta stop thinking we're just bumbling along down through time here. There's nothing, nothing bumbling about it. It's very, very well organized. With 10 year plans for certain aspects, 15, 20 for other ones. The, the, the revolutions in culture alone are, are so, are catered for by so many think tanks. Just that part, the culture changes. It's not happening by itself. It's big money. And indoctrination goes into it, and then the tuition in school to get the youngsters trained into thinking this way or that way, and then they get very younger. Uh, so it's going on and on and on. So literally, you run scientifically, and that's what they mean by that, scientific indoctrination in a socialistic fashion. So we're, it's very, very close to what the, the, the real communism was, was supposed to be about. We never, they never saw real communism at all in the Soviet bloc. Real communism was a transcendence of society into a new human being, a new type of human being, which was to happen way down the road as they kept training generations and generations to be all-embracing, all-accepting, all-compassionate, etc., etc., until they wouldn't even need money. You'd walk into a big Walmart-type place, and you would just pick what you needed and no more. Not what you wanted, but what you needed. Now that ties in with austerity because you see we are closer to the true Soviet model than, than ever existed in the, in the Soviet Union. For, the, for those who don't know about it. Now, from World War II onwards, they started dumping leftovers from the big wartime industry for, for munitions. Uh, the chemicals, of course, had left over. They started dumping it in fields and they called it uh, intensive farming. Intensive farming replaces certain things in the soil to make the thing grow big, the, the, the spud or the cabbage, whatever it is. Uh, but it doesn't replace all the, the nourishments that you need. You need to plow in leaves, grass, and manure as well, things like that. And then you've got to leave it fallow for a few years, but keep putting stuff into the soil. They don't do that now. They, they plow the same fields over and over and over again and keep dumping in this this uh, mush mix from the war industry, and they call that intensive farming. That's why nothing tastes, uh, with any taste, it all tastes the same nowadays. It doesn't matter what it is. So that alone makes sure that a growing population are, are not going to get the nourishment they need. And uh, they'll be weaker, which they are. The populations today are far, far weaker physically than populations that existed at the beginning of the 1900s. Far weaker. And um, we don't have the stamina that they had to uh, back then. And uh, you're prone to lots of infections, disease, and many other things, which, of course, ties right in with depopulation for those who haven't put it all together. It ties right in with it. You, you don't have a good immune system. And I've read a lot of articles in the past years where I've gone through new studies, new studies on on infections, total allergy syndromes uh, that are now very popular. Suddenly they're all very popular. Nothing happens suddenly across the whole world unless something is making it happen. Something's happened to the human body, obviously. And it was unheard of before the 1960s. Same with all the massive autism uh, that came out blossoming after the vaccine industry really got going with its propaganda. And um, we see the effects of that too.
Now tonight I'm going to put up an article, it's called GMO Myths and Truths about modified veggies and so on. Generally modified crops are promoted on the basis of a range of far-reaching claims from the GM crop industry and its supporters. They say that GM crops, then they go through a whole list of things which they claim, and then it goes into the, the reality uh, as, as opposed to the, the claims, etc. I'll put this link up tonight. Uh, this new Brave New World Order, you have to be completely interdependent, which really means, in double speak, you're, you're not dependent, uh, you're not independent for anything, even for your own thinking eventually. If you are, that you pay heavily for it, for, with fines and fees, maybe even imprisonment for, for thinking something wrongly, saying something wrongly. Because that's the world you're now in, you see. You're an animal and you can be trained as far as the big boys at the top are concerned all the neuroscientists, which really uh, really go along with Marxist uh, ideas. Man can be trained like Pavlov's animals to to believe, do, say, whatever they, they're taught to say and do. But you have to be totally uh, um, interdependent. That means for everything that you need to survive, food, water, heat, shelter, clothing, that you must be dependent on this, the system that owns you. Being independent in any one thing is a no-no. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix and... As I say, you have to depend on everything in interdependence to, on the system. They won't allow you to grow food down the road. That's, I'm not kidding you. That, that's coming. It's happening in some places already. And you'll, you'll, the whole idea is you've got to be a good, obedient uh, servant to your masters. There's lots of masters now because there's so many agencies. They're breeding like cancers in government capitals, basically. But here's an article here. It says, Woman sues city of Tulsa for cutting down her edible garden. Uh, it, says, uh, it, shows, it shows you the picture before and after uh, of this edible garden with all its flowers and all the rest of it. And it says that um, she used the flowers and plants for food until city workers came and cut it down. Uh, it says, um, so by cutting down her edible garden and trees, the city it took her livelihood away and her food. Denise Morrison said by cutting down her, the, 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 um, over a hundred plant varieties she used for food and, uh, it was for survival. She says uh, it's all gone and she's not got money and uh, that's that. That's what they do. You know, that's, oh, what's the rules? It's rules. And um, she says that she's suing the, the, the city's code enforcement officers after she said they cut down her garden with no cause. And it says she knows which ones will treat arthritis, this is her herbs and so on, uh, which will make your food spicy, which ones keep mosquitoes away and treat bug bites. It should be up here, but I tell you there's a lot of blood suckers up here, and that's not including the government. But she said that none of that matters to city inspectors. Last August, Morrison's front and back yards were filled with flowers and bloom, lemon, stevia, garlic, chives, grapes, strawberries, apple, mint, spearmint, peppermint, apple tree, walnut tree, pecan trees, and much more. She got a letter from the city saying there had been a complaint about her, her yard. Now, who would complain? What idiots? Well, you, you get these idiots are all around you, understand? And uh, that's why I could never live in a city. There's, they breed idiots in the cities. They do. Yeah. She said she took the pictures to meet with the city inspectors, but they wouldn't listen, so she invited them to her home so they could point out the problem areas. That's being reasonable, right? 
and then everything, everything needs to go. Uh, Morrison said that they told her. When she heard they wanted to cut it all down, she called the police. The police issued her a citation so it could be worked out in court. Uh, big mistake. She said she went to court on August 15th, and this judge told them to come back in October. But the very next day, men were cutting down most of her plants. They even cut down some of her trees, ones that bore fruit nuts, and, w- and went up next to her house and basically removed everything in her front flower bed. So you see, that's the New World Order. It's all rules, regulations, and sort of Stasi-style enforcement. And you get these creatures that are employed, which will do this. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't help it, missus. You know, I'm doing my job. Just like someone from a firing squad in the Soviet system or anywhere else. And I'm just doing my job. And you know, there's lots of them out there, characters like that. If it was, if it was lining up people in the streets and shooting them, that they say the same thing. I'm just doing my job. What creeps, eh? What creeps? Not, nobody's got backbone anymore because everyone's afraid of losing their job, losing their job. So they make someone else suffer so they can keep their job. What stinking creatures, uh, creatures these are. Disgusting, disgusting. I'll put it up tonight too. Plus, the United Nations, as you well know, is having a big love-in down in Rio. And uh, they've got their websites up, big, big websites with uh, streaming video, supposedly, of all their top speakers. And every country, even Jean Charest from Canada is there, all prattling on about sustainability and depopulation and austerity for the for the masses, etc., etc. They stuff themselves every day and really party at night, big time down there, because it's a lot of party. It's a big party country. I think maybe you can get you can get cocaine anywhere there, and they'll all be having a great old time. That's the future you see, the elite on top with that lifestyle, and you down below watching your garden get cut up by idiots. Now, biotech leader Syngenta was charged over covering up animal deaths from GM corn. And I mentioned this one before, but I'll put this one up again too. It says that um, uh, they, they, they denied knowledge that its GMBT corn actually kills livestock. What's more is not only did the company deny the fact, but they also did so in a civil court case that ended back in 2007. So they said it openly in court. And pre- studies have all, sh- all shown that these things do cause massive illnesses, starting off with, with these odd, vague symptoms, mysterious illnesses in cattle and, and so on. And... Um, how this particular guy fought back and he's, he's, uh, he's won. So at least there's some winning going on here and there. Uh, and I've been an awful lot more, of course, but it's people got to keep fighting back and fighting back against these. But let's be honest here. How it's like the court system. Once in the court system, the, these guys have got trillions of dollars to play with. What have you got? And that's how the game works. Law is not there for you. It's not there for justice. It's, the law business is a big business in itself, incredibly big business. And they go along. They're all, they're all buddies' buddies. They're all masons. They're all blocking the same clubs and lodges. And that's the reality of life, as you well know. It's not going to happen by a complaint. It's not going to happen. Also, I'm putting up, too, something I put up on Friday. I just mentioned it. It's a little video. It's called The Forbidden History of Unpopular People, or it's about the shut-up law. Now, you have to shut up about everything. Oh, don't say that. Shut up. Shut up. And because of that, evil can flourish because you're not allowed to ask questions or say anything at all about certain things. 
And as they're doing all, all that, I mentioned last Friday too, I even put up an old article to do with Tony Blair and his sidekick when they decided to open the floodgates to Britain uh, and, and literally demolish what was left of the British culture forever. And the chaos is ensuing in Britain since then is just incredible. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watts, and we're talking about, too, the, the destruction of cultures, because that's all part of the big plan. A long time ago, they'd have to amalgamate countries into big, big blocks, big trading blocks. Karl Marx mentioned it. We find this, the same thing came out with the, the boys who started the Royal Institute for International Affairs. They worked heavily on getting uh, a, Europe, a unified Europe. They wanted, wanted a two uh, unified Americas. And the Far Eastern uh, Pacific Rim region as well was to be unified down the road. And they set out specific um, task forces and big think tanks that have worked for over a 100 years on all of these particular areas to make sure that it all happens. Unlimited financing, of course, from guys who make money out of nothing. So it's not no problem to do that. But also to say that the chaos would ensue, and they knew this a hundred years ago, the chaos would come when you would get mass migration into countries, you would get culture conflicts, you would have legal conflicts, uh, etc. But nevertheless, it must be rammed home, uh, no matter what damage it causes or chaos it causes. And that's how the people literally talk about it. You can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. That's how it was described by Rockefeller himself. So the chaos you see are the broken eggs as they stamp with the boots to make uh, a round peg fit a square hole, uh, or vice versa. It's the right to a family life lets brothers who killed a man in his own home stay in the UK. This is common in Britain. Rapists and everything get off, and they don't deport them, even though they're in the country illegally. happens this story after story. I generally ignore them because there's so many of them. But his two brothers who killed the man in his own home have been allowed to stay in Britain together because of their human right to have a family life, right? One of the reasons for granting the second brother permission to stay was so he could be near his siblings, who had already successfully thwarted deportation himself. In 2003, Nuno and Louis Ramos were part of a gang who raided a businessman's house and tortured him and left him to die. The judge jailed them for killing and said they should be sent back to their homelands, Portugal, at the end of their sentences. But after a five-year legal battle, five years, how much that would cost? Of course, the legal systems, oh, they love these things, dragging it on for years and years, all paid by the taxpayer. It says that the immigration judges have overturned the deportation orders. So a guy gets to kill someone and he gets to stay in the country because it's only right that he should be allowed to, to be near his his family, who were all there legally themselves. And this causes intense angst amongst the people. Naturally it does. And I think it's meant to as well, uh, really lead up to something eventually, um, because people are getting sick of it naturally. As you see, I mean, Britain has been advertising itself for over 30 years as the place to come to. They had, pay, they had articles in the, in the mainstream 30 years ago saying, come to Britain, it's the, it's the best welfare system on the planet. So naturally they did. Now they turn around and say, oh my goodness, look at the chaos. You understand we're living through agendas, 
And even the chaos was, is wanted. Somebody at the top wants the chaos. And then they can come down with a big stick with anti-terrorism on all of you. See, none of, they, they can't discriminate and say it's this group or that group. No, it's all of you. It's all of you, you see. And he's your rights getting stripped away one by one. Very clever tactic, you see, to take all your rights away. And it's worked very well. Leaked documents reveal the Rio Plus 20 Sustainable Development Goals. It's no big deal because we know what it's all about, especially if you listen to this broadcast. And it's a general view of world leaders meeting during the, the summit segment of the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development. Countries will be asked this summer to sign up for 10 new sustainable development goals. See, and they work them over 20 years, these particular ones, 10-year, 20-year plans, etc., etc., for the planet and promise to build green economies at the first air summit in 20 years. This is according to a leak of the draft agenda document seen by the Guardian. They'll also be asked to negotiate a new agreement to protect oceans. They've already done it by in Australia. I'll put a link up tonight to do with these uh, sea parks, they're calling them now. The Great Barrier Reef is off limits to, far, to fishermen. And they're going to start making these so-called parks in the ocean, meaning you just can't go there or they'll probably blow you up. Uh, anyway, so and it says, set up a major world agency for the environment. So we get a world agency for the environment, right? And appoint a global ombudsman or high commissioner for future generations. Does that sound democratic to you? Any, any of this stuff? Dozens of heads of state, political leaders, and celebrities. Of course, all the celebrities are in on it too, because the idiots follow the stars. That's, that's what you do. Are expected to go to the UN's Rio Plus 20 Sustainable Development Meeting. And it says, um, John Major, Fidel Castro, George H.W. Bush were amongst leaders who attended the original Air Summit, which was the world's biggest ever political gathering. But David Cameron has said he's not planning to attend Rio Plus 20, despite promising to lead the greenest government ever. It probably will be, be full of molds by the time they're finished, because there'll be no protein left to eat in that place. And the date of summit being changed to avoid a clash with the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, etc., etc. So I'll put this link up as well. There's a couple other ones on the same thing. And for those who don't know what's going on, have a good look because these guys are telling you your future, whether you like it or not. And they mean that, whether you like it or not. It's not democratic. You have no say at all in the future. And that's really the big statement that's coming out loud and clear in many areas today. Another article to do with the the Transatlantic Partnership Agreement. Now, going back to the guys who started all of this off in the early 1900s, from the Milner Group, merging with the Cecil Rhodes Foundation and Rothschilds, uh, becoming the Royal Institute of International Affairs, common and known as Consul and Foreign Relations in every other country. They set up areas that they wanted to have free trade. And they wanted pan, uh, they called it always pan-Atlantic partnerships, pan-American uh, and pan-Latin American partnerships. Now they call it basically trans See, it's the same agenda with the same boys. And you understand we've been living an agenda for a hundred years. Right down to your cultural revolutions and who were going to be liberated with your cultural revolutions and who were going to suffer. Because it wasn't to make people happy. It was for more control over everybody and destroy the old system utterly and completely. And they've done it. It's done. So this says the Transatlantic Partnership Agreement a huge collection of federal corporate agents that we call senators and representatives will soon be jumping in front of lame street media cameras 
just for the chance to tell you how this new agreement will create thousands of new jobs. Just like the World Trade Organization said the same thing about the opportunities in China, and then they signed them, and then they shipped all your factories off, and you paid for them being lifted up and shipped off to China. You paid through your tax money for 10 to 15 years per factory. And you paid for any losses they say they incurred during the transition. So they're doing the same con game with the Transatlantic Partnership Agreement. This is only not here in the U.S., no jobs in other words. These same corporate puppets will poo-poo the idea that this corporate government agreement will render our laws null and void against marauding corporations. They'll tell you it will boost state economies to have foreign investors buying land and exploiting resources. They'll tell you any lie they think will make this sell off of our country uh, more palatable. And by the time most of you figure out you just got sold out and sold off, these same liars will have taken retirement so they can spend more time with their families. And since what this agreement will effectively accomplish is the eradication of national jurisdiction, national laws and protections, and put disputes in the hands of lawyers who also expect to profit from their misdeeds. And isn't that a fact, eh? It will sell off our land to foreign corporations and governments and firmly establish sovereign foreign territories inside the geographical U.S., akin to the current free trade zones. There's 257 zones now operating across the U.S. states. By the way, they first started with FDR. He was the first one to put in these free trade zones within the United States. Old agenda, folks. And it says, another massive blow to the American economy, the transatlantic partnership and agreement between the U.S. and eight other countries is looming the horizon. The corporate agreement, chock full of investor rights, is far worse than even NAFTA and CAFTA treaties, which began the wholesale push into fascism. These agreements hold the rights of investors above those of the state or individual. That's true. If they come in and they want to bring their own people in at a fraction of the price labor in your country so you can't get in and get a license, they're allowed to sue you through the WTO and you will definitely be found guilty. So all the taxpayers have to fund up the cash, cough it up to them as a fine mass into the millions. It's already been tried in Europe and they want it in Europe too. Both allow corporations, even governments, to, to sue us if we have environmental protection laws or any other thing in place they claim hinders them from making profits, and that's true as well. The little catch on this side is that they can sue for profits they say they might make if the laws or what they deem barriers were not in place. Since these are, and they, were, they were doing this in the 1980s. This, all took, this whole agreement took part, took place in France, for those who don't know. 80s into the early 90s. Every country for a two years solid sent uh, representatives over working full time on these international laws that is coming out right now. And they wouldn't not allow the public into them to see what was going on. So it says, um, since these are future forecasts for events and situations that have not yet occurred and they're only speculative and may not occur, it's apparent that this is really just a cash cow that is being milked regularly. And by the way, I mean, this whole free trade thing is just a repetition of your money going elsewhere for jobs to other people in other countries. Exactly the same as uh, when Cretino was in Canada. Jobs, 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 he says. He didn't say that it was going to be made in China. And we actually help make jobs in China. We even build our hospitals today, thanks to our generosity, as, or, or as Marx would call it, the redistribution of wealth. So I'll put this link up as well, and you can read about these free trade deals, 
which are really uh, getting unrolled. And we'll start hearing piece by piece how much Canada, the U.S. and other countries will have to pay to so-called deemed third world countries because, you see, they just can't compete, so you have to fund them up to that extent so they can compete. And they have to get, be able to put tariffs on your imports going into their country or exports, but um, you can't put any tariffs on, on their exports into your countries. Isn't that wonderful? For 20 years. Isn't that fair? But again, you've, you've got to build the factories from the start with. They don't have the cash. And if you don't have the cash, and you don't have the cash, then your government will borrow it and put you all down as guarantors to pay it off. We're just slaves, folks. That's all it is. Just slaves. And tonight, too, I'll put up uh, this other article that's to do with uh, the Greeks. The Greeks are just... Uh, uh, they're withdrawing their money from the accounts. Those have got accounts left, and the banks are just uh, dragging them all out now. So they're emptying their bank accounts out of fear that the country may return to the drachma, but most of the money is not going abroad. Instead, individuals are storing cash in safe deposit boxes or at home, leading to an increase in burglaries. And this will happen here, too, down the road. So, yeah, they picked on Greece. And I'll tell you a thing, too. They're not going to let them go. They, they must save every country, you see, because the whole point is to get the complete union and centralization of total power. Total power. Remember Marx's centralization of government? Well, you see, they have this government that was supposed to be a meeting place where they all aired their grievances, just like the United Nations are supposed to be. Supposed to be. <laughs> and um, in reality, uh, of course, it's something vastly, vastly different. So um, I'll put that up tonight, and you can go through it for yourselves. It's just amazing, as I say, that you see... The whole scenario of will, they, will, will everybody sink or won't they sink? Oh, let's throw more millions at them. Uh, will they sink? Won't they sink? Let's throw million, more millions until they're thrown trillions at them. I think Barossa said the other day they'd lost a billion do- uh, euros, a billion euros. They just lost it. They don't know where it went. And of course there'll be no investigation to find out why either or where. But the fact is, it's just to get the, the real agendas goes through because as I say, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which worked on the unification of Europe before World War II, said the same thing. They'd bring in a total uh, central government, complete central government, which would make the other countries be provinces, really, like provinces. And that's what they've done. This is what it's all about, centralization of government. And it says centralization of the banking system. He also said that that uh, this is Carl Quigley, the historian for the group, he says, and also uh, the central banking systems with the IMF will, and I've said this for years too, I've just seen what I've said many times before, the IMF will eventually do all the bookkeeping for all these countries' finances. In other words, they won't even be responsible for their own bookkeeping anymore. The central government will be all hail the central government, right? Old plan. Mark said it in the 1800s, eh? Here it is. But that's just coincidence, isn't it? Why would bankers back Marxism? Because, see, bankers designed Marxism. Who put them up? Who put this character up and gave him a maid and all right? This poor communist, you know, gave him a maid, personal maid. <laughs> Earn a penny. A hack writer, they couldn't get any, any work. Well, you, you'll write this for us. We'll make you famous. Google uh, has been called the, the evil um, 
empire and so on, because really Google uh, is, is just a big part of the NAC system. It's bad enough when you run a search company in an increasingly social world. It's worse when antitrust regulators say you have unfairly and illegally used your dominance in search to promote your own products over those of competitors. Well, that's bullshit because, to be honest with you, let's be honest, all business, all business, especially in America, is, is, is total war. You eradicate the competition. That's the first law of it. Eradicate all competition by any dirty tricks you can. And then the field is yours. And you corner that whole market. So, so really, there's no fairness in business. Let's, let's really, really, really be honest about all of this stuff. But says now Google executives who like to boast of their company's informal motto, don't be evil, also stand accused of being just that, and rightly so. Why other interpretation is possible? What other uh, uh, interpretation is possible? In light of persistent allegations, the internet titan deliberately engaged in the single greatest breach in the history of privacy and one of the biggest violations of data protection laws that we've ever seen. This is its history of anti-social social networks and antitrust trust relations that deceptively breach online consumer privacy and trust has already begun to threaten its long-standing web hegemony with its vaunted brand. Now the company's repeatedly defensive and dishonest responses to change to changes or charges that its specially equipped uh, street view cars surreptitiously collected private internet communications, including emails, photographs, passwords, chat messages and postings on websites and social networks, could signal a tipping point. Well, I won't hold my breath because these guys are untouchable. They're part of the big security systems, you understand. A new feudal system has private corporations doing all the stuff that governments would do. They like it that way because, you see, they're not beholding to any laws and governments that have to answer to the public. Well, we can't do anything, says your government. They're a private company. This is a new system. It's just like the military. is A good chunk of it is privatized now. They can kill anybody they want. Who's going to complain? Well, the government say, well, we don't own them. We can't do anything about it. It's not in our league. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and just before I take a call, I'll put up this link too to do with the, the EU uh, amalgamation, the roadmap, I like to call it, to the Total Banking Union and uh, the Political Union. That's total political integration. That's everything into a central system. And it's to take place over the next 10 years, or 10-year plan. I'll put that one up. Now there's Dave from Idaho hanging on there. Are you there, Dave? I've never seen the chemtrails more energized or intense than the last week or so. Yes. And the and the New World Order plan was always, you know, Denver the capital of the world and mm-hmm. maybe here in Boise the capital of the Western United States and the amalgamation yeah. of the US and Russia. Uh-huh. And maybe that'll happen over a mild war with Syria and then and then a big plague, you know, and then and yeah. then a, and then a major war. Yeah, what they use generally is the threat of it. They kind of build it up and, and they go through all this stuff. This is all for our consumption, really. And then they, they make deals. And uh, and then it's all, we sort of breathe a sigh of relief again. But now you're into a new, a new deal. So you, and it's, the deals are always to do with amalgamations. You're quite right. 
And that's how they're doing it right now, step by step. This might happen if we don't do this. Give up all your rights, amalgamate countries, uh, a whole new judiciary system for the world, yada, yada, yada. And, and you're quite right. But, you know, people are really getting dozy with the chemtrails. They're, they're really sick. And I've got people from other countries going into Britain, and they're, they're, they, they can't believe the, the state of the British people who look sick. They actually look sick. They're very slow to answer things. Uh, they're heavily, heavily dosed. Uh, up here in Canada, it's the same thing. Massive spraying every day. And I think you can say goodbye to the old summers because they've been manipulating this weather constantly since 1998 up here in Canada. And uh, it's, it's generally an eggshell grey after they've sprayed it, and then you have thunder every single night of the week. So this is happening. You're quite right. Yep. And maybe it's not a bad thing. The work of Hammaker Weaver, survival of civil, civilization, the demineralization of the soil, and the increasing carbon dioxide was from... Uh, the, the, the carbon dioxide is so incredibly minute. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's just like the whole farce of global warming that they came up with. That was sunk. And they even admit it sunk. But they've got to go along with the CO2 now. Now, the reason they picked CO2 is because we exhale CO2 primarily. It's for humans. It's simply another way to attack humans. But CO2 in the atmosphere was far, far greater in, in years gone by. Even in the time of the dinosaurs, the more plants you have, the more CO2 you're going to have as well, by the way. And um, CO2 always follows a period of warming. It, even after the warming stops, it follows it for many years after. They know all this stuff at the top. So I, I, I know it's all utter nonsense to say it's all humanity's fault, because it's not. The sun is the thing that heats the planet. We all know that. And there's another three articles came out today by top scientists from different countries, again saying the same thing. The sun... But we don't live in a, in a system that, that uh, has a natural system anymore. We have guys spraying the skies with chemicals for over 10 years now. The pharmacists know it because everyone's got bronchitis. Uh, everyone's immune system is plummeting with it. The doctors know it because they keep prescribing antibiotics because people cannot clear this thing up because you're just breathing in this rubbish every day. People who are fanatic about cleaning see it gathering on their pianos every day as well. It's a grey substance, it's, it's, uh, and it congeals together, this fine, fine grey stuff. These are the aluminum oxide particles that, by nature, you're not supposed to have in the air, and you're not supposed to be breathing. They bring so, down fungus that live in the upper atmosphere. Well, they've got more fungus down here now. We've got black mould in all the houses, partly because we get nothing but torrential rain after they've sprayed us. But, but thanks for calling and from Hamish Masyakam to your Canada as good night to me your God or your God's go with you <laughs>